0: Today, for Spirit in Action, we're departing significantly from the usual structure of our program because I want to share with you something beautiful that's been taking place here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. That I hope you either have or would like to have wherever you're listening to this from. And I figured if you sat in on our experience, it might encourage you to find or create something similar. As you know, one of the areas of animosity, if not outright hatred among some people in the US, concerns religious intolerance, sometimes of Muslims, sometimes Jews, sometimes Catholics, and certainly of other groups as well. Fortunately, we have a local, Bob Lesniewski, who caught a leading to do something to encourage us in a healthier direction. We're going to first talk to Bob about the three times a year interfaith prayer service for peace and unity which he founded. Then we'll listen in on the event from back on January 17, 2018. Bob Lasnevsky is a Benedictine oblate, a runner, and has worked for decades organizing the Special Olympics program in the Chippewa Valley. We'll get Bob on the phone to discuss the local Interfaith Prayer Service for Peace and Unity. Bob, thank you so much for joining me for Spirit in Action.
2: Marcus, it's just wonderful to be
0: with you today. We just had, just recently, this interfaith prayer service. Tell me again how this came about. How did you end up pulling this together?
2: Well, I'll go back to about three and a half years ago, I attended a Benedictine conference at a monastery in Arkansas, had a discussion with a monk about prayer, and after that discussion, the monk challenged me to come back to Eau Claire and to organize a prayer service. But he also stated he wanted me to do an interfaith prayer service. So upon returning to Eau Claire, my friend God kept the idea in my mind and finally started to talk with various religious ministers and clergy and put together a uh, interfaith service The first one was held at the UW-Eau Claire Ecumenical Center, and we had over 300 people that attended. We were asked if we were going to continue, and with the service that we had just this past week, we are beginning our third year of having interfaith prayer services, and we have three of these a year.
0: I believe you're Catholic, maybe Catholic race and practicing still. Why interfaith? Why not just do Catholic? I mean, there's there's a lot of Catholics need praying.
2: Well, I am a Benedictine, and part of following the rule of St. Benedict in my daily life, I have come to realize the importance of community. And community speaks to the world that we are living in. We are all human people. Many of us believe that we are all made in the image of God and therefore looking at opportunities for us to come together rather than continue to just be in our own faith communities where we will practice our beliefs with other people who share the same beliefs, whether that is Catholic or if it's Methodist or Lutheran or a Quaker or a Baha'i people. But we all want the same thing, which is peace and joy for all human people. So then we look at coming together and sharing our commonality And for an evening, putting down some of the barriers that may prevent us from coming together as
0: human people. I grew up Catholic, you know, Bob, Mm -hmm. and I had a very good experience of it. I think I'm really enriched. I think I'm a better Quaker because I was raised as Catholic and had a good experience of it. Still, one of the ideas that I had trouble with in my youth, and I think you're just a little bit older than me, so you probably had similar exposure. Back in the 1960s, I was taught that Catholics are the only ones getting to heaven. Anyone else who's otherwise doesn't make it in, you know, no pearly gates for them. I assume you were raised with at least some of that in your environment, but that's not evidently the way you think about it. That
2: would be correct. I was blessed to be educated by the sisters, certainly looking at the thoughts of the Catholic Church pre-Vatican II. Yes, it was preached that the Catholic way was the correct way. I think following Vatican II, and also I'll relate again to my becoming a Benedictine and looking at the monastic tradition, I will have an understanding that there is one God, and God is for, for all of us. We, as human people, tend to look at our faith and put our God before what I believe is the one true God. I look at that then as a challenge to me to see all people as God's people and therefore to look at opportunities now in our world that seems to have so much anger and so much Hate to look for opportunities where we can bring people together that share common ideas and want this world to be a
0: better place. It's certainly the way I feel, and that's why I'm so excited to be able to share the recent Interfaith Prayer Service. What is your official name for it, Interfaith Prayer Service for Peace and Unity? Or do you put all those words to it? How do you describe it? That would be correct,
2: Mark. Yeah, we're basically talking as far as an opportunity for peace and unity or harmony for all people. So when we look at having some type of theme, that's certainly what we are trying to do with our interfaith prayer
0: service have you received pushback about this i assume you've called up and talked to and written to a whole number of churches and you certainly got a wide range of religions and denominations represented but one thing i noticed was not there and i was sad about it is there's not much in the way of i guess i'd call it the evangelical christian maybe fundamentalist end of christianity that wasn't represented did you get pushback when you've contacted such folks
2: Certainly, my journey is the organizing, uh, in organizing the interfaith prayer service has been very educational, especially when we start talking about theology and doctrine. And again, it's you know, how people interpret theology and doctrine. There are some faith traditions that will not gather together with others. And again, it's just based on their theology and doctrine as they view prayer more than, you know, getting together with someone, you know, like, I'll have a cup of coffee with this person, but I will not pray with this individual. And certainly, again, I then look at my position, and I am not one to judge. I certainly will respect, will not agree, certainly, with their position. And again, looking at individuals that do want to come together, we extend an open invitation And then, you know, a a lot of it will depend on availability of people to be prayer leaders. So then that's how we will put the prayer leaders and the liturgy together for our prayer services.
0: Well, it's been wonderful. I've been to two full examples of it, and there's another one I was there for part of it. I just think it's wonderful what you've done, the riches that you've brought together in one place. And the love and consideration, the openness, the exploration, the finding of one of the many faces of God that speaks to other people has been so rich. So I thank you for doing that, and I thank you for following this leading, bringing it back here to Eau Claire from Arkansas, of all places.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, thank you very much for the uh, thank you very much for the kind words. Certainly, I may take some leadership with the organization, but again, it's the prayer leaders, uh, it's the musicians that come in that are sending out the message. That is the important thing about why we're doing this.
0: Again, thank you, Bob.
2: Mark, thank you very much.
0: Now that Bob Lesniewski has given us the background of the Interfaith Prayer Service for Peace and Unity, I'd like to share a good portion of what participants saw at the January 17th event. The evening included some beautiful piano and violin music by Carol Hammond and Ryan Poquette, which didn't quite come through so well on the recording. So I'll just leave you hints of it. But the main thing we'll listen to is the prayer contributions, representing Presbyterians, Jews, Muslims, Baha'i, Buddhists, Catholics, and Quakers. Carol and Ryan did a lot of beautiful music, but for today's Spirit and Action, we'll come in on the tail end of one of the pieces they performed.
3: Good evening. My name is Kathy Reed Walker, and I am the pastor here at First Presbyterian Church, where we are all gathered this evening. In this place, everybody is welcome. I say this every Sunday, and I am especially happy to say it tonight. So, welcome to you on behalf of the First Presbyterian congregation and thank you to everyone who has contributed to this service for prayer, for peace, and for unity. With the songs and the words and experiences of Martin Luther King Day still hovering around us, the air is fortified with hope. Muhib Dyer, the keynote speaker in Madison, talked about remembering Dr. King and speculated on what we might be doing if we really wanted to remember him. Mohib propounded that, after all these years, we want to speed up the day when all God's children, blacks and whites, Jews and Gentiles, Catholic and Protestant, Muslim, Sikh, Buddhists, and all the other religions and dividing labels, we want to speed up the day when all God's children would join hands and sing together. Tonight, we will be a little piece of Dr. King's dream as we gather here to pray, each from our own tradition, but together in peace and unity. We begin with our opening prayer. Let us begin by joining in a spirit of quiet meditation. Let peace flow into you. Let it calm your troubled self, heal your needy self, help your angry self to remember to listen fully and compassionately to the other. Let peace flow through you and beyond you. Let peace guide you and fill you with wisdom. Let it be the bridge that connects you, not just with people of goodwill, but also with people whose hearts are centered in their own needs and desires, who are not yet free to bring peace into their hearts. Let peace fill the world Let it begin now, here, today. We ask this in the name of the power that swells within us and beyond us, a power called by many names in many times and places, but whose universal name is love. Amen. One way to build unity is to get to know each other. So I invite you right now to find someone you don't know who is sitting near you and greet each other and then take a couple minutes to learn something about one another. Take just a couple minutes to do that.
0: Rather than having you listen to everyone milling around and getting to know one another, we're going to skip forward through the program past the point where we all sang together Bill Stain's song, All God's Critters, changed to be All Us Critters, The January 17th event and get to the first of the prayers shared by two representatives of the local Jewish community. Bear with the sound for a moment as the mic situation gets adjusted.
4: Hi, I'm Sarah Harris and this is Sue Gordon. We're from Temple Shalom here in Eau Claire. Tonight I'll be reading the evening prayer, which is said every evening, ideally just as the sun goes down. It gives thanks for the regularity of the universe. Rabbi Yosef Gordon, who was the rabbi at Temple Shalom when I first joined, said that he viewed the prayer as an answer to Adam, who must have been frightened as his beautiful universe began to darken at his first evening. And I like that interpretation. I like the idea of the prayer as a prayer of comfort, a way to find peace as darkness approaches, knowing that light is going to come again. So I've asked Sue to join me up here on stage because after I read the prayer, we're going to sing a chant that's inspired by the prayer. And unfortunately, I'm utterly tone deaf, so we're going to need her to start out on that. (laughs) But it's going to be okay because the point of singing is not to sing perfectly, but to pull the feeling of peace and comfort from this prayer into your soul. So after I'm done reading the prayer... Sue will sing through the chant once, and then we will join in with her and sing with Sue together in repetition. Sue will get quieter and quieter, and then that's when we'll know it's about time to end, and then we will end singing. You don't have to worry too much about when to start and end again. The point is just to pull the feeling of peace and comfort in and meditate on that. But first, the evening prayer. Ma'ariv Aravim. We bless you, Lord our God, ruler of the universe. You give the word, and evening arrives. You open the gates of heaven at the right times. You have established all the cycles wisely, days and nights, seasons and constellations, all progressing through the heavens in accordance with your will. You create day and night, rolling away light to make way for darkness rolling away darkness to make way for light. Now you are removing light and bringing darkness, and you are separating between day and night. You are Lord of hosts, ruling the heavenly bodies. You are a living God and enduring God. You will rule over us and all of creation forever and ever. Blessed are you, Lord our God, who brings the evening.
5: Evening, the evening, evening the rough edges of our day, Maariv, Araviv, Amen. Evening, the evening, evening the rough edges of our day, Maariv. Aravim. Amen. Evening, the evening, evening the rough edges of our day. Ma'arim. Aravim. Amen.
6: Good evening. My name is Imam Tamer Abdelaziz. Imam is my title, meaning the leader of the congregation for the Islamic Society of Northern Wisconsin in Altoona. And it is a pleasure for me to be with you today. I will be reciting in Arabic the opening prayer, which is called Al-Fatiha, And this is what a Muslim recites daily. At the minimum, very minimum would be about 17 times uh, throughout the daily prayers. After I recite in Arabic, I will reveal the meaning in English as well as uh, what the Prophet Muhammad mentioned to us about this beautiful chapter of the Quran. It is the first chapter in the Holy Quran and I will start at this time. I pray to Allah <laughs> from the Most Merciful Satan In the name of Allah, the Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen الرحمن rahman مانك يوم الدين، إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين al السرّاط المستقيم، al الذين أنعمت عليهم، غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضّالين. What I've recited to you starts out by saying In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawm Ad din The most gracious, the most merciful, the master of the day of judgment Iyyaka wa iyyaka nasta'in You alone we worship and you alone we seek help الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Guide us to the straight way. النَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ Guide us to the path on those whom you have favored. And do not guide us to the path of those whom have earned your anger, nor of those who have gone astray. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, mentioned that God the Almighty revealed to him. And this is what God the Almighty says. I have divided my prayer, I have divided the prayer into two halves between me and my servant. And my servant will receive what he asks. So we the Muslims say in our prayers, when we say, Alhamdulillahi praise be to Allah, Lord of the universe. Allah, the Most High, says, My servant has praised me. When we say, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, the Most Gracious, the Most Merciful, Allah, the Almighty, replies, My servant has extolled me. When we say, Maliki, um, Omuddin, Master of the Day of Resurrection, Allah, the Most Exalted, says, My servant has glorified me. And when we say, you alone we worship, and you alone we ask for your help, then Allah the Almighty says, this is between me and my servant, and my servant shall have what he has asked for. When we reach the last statement, guide us to the straight path, the path on those whom you have favored, not the path of those who have earned your anger or have gone astray, and Allah the Almighty says, This is for my servant, and my servant will receive what he has asked for. Thank you.
7: Good evening. My name is He Zhang Huang, pastor of Hope United Methodist Church in Eau Claire. Please join me in the prayer. Fourth page in your handout, starting with the inclusive God, it's a prayer for unification. Inclusive God, your word tells us who we are, gathered from every category we can imagine, praising you through different ways, but we often fail to live out what you desire. We confess that we are drawn more to division of race, language, and nationality, even though we are called from the entire human family. Have mercy and forgive us. We confess that we are still imperfect to carry out your work of breaking down barriers. We have been reconciled to God, but we often fail to seek reconciliation with one another. We confess that we do not represent the unity in the ways that we love one another. We do not always practice giving ourselves joyfully for others we often seek first our own interests. We confess that we do not eager to know how to bear the burdens of those who are different from us, so we fail to encourage, build up, and serve them. We confess that we elevate our own thoughts, actions, and cultures above others, teach us humility as we work together. Move us to seek our friendship with those we think is different from ourselves, that may we grow out of love. Unifying spirit, remind us that you love people from every language, nationality and culture. As your image bearers teach us to love and to be compassionate toward the whole human family and all God's people say Amen.
8: Good evening. Yeah, I'm pleased to see so many people here. And, um, you know, one thing we haven't talked about at these interfaith services that we all share is fundraising. (laughs) And I got a fundraising letter two days before Christmas that I wanted to share. This was from a Buddhist retreat center out in Colorado. And the head of it is a Tibetan. His name is Kentful Lobsang Tenzin. That sounds pretty Tibetan. So I'm omitting three sentences in this fundraising letter, and those were the ones that were directed at actually raising funds. But I think the rest is worth sharing for everybody. Christmas season is always a time to reflect on our highest nature and what is best in our fellow human beings. Please accept my deepest wish for your health, happiness, and auspicious conditions for continued progress on the path of Buddha Dharma. Jesus is a true inspiration to me. He is a universal Bodhisattva. He taught that all happiness and benefit is the result of compassion. Every good thing arises when we let go of self-cherishing and focus on the well-being of others. Jesus showed that forgiveness, kindness, and love are the very root of personal satisfaction and meaning in life. I trust each of you can maintain equanimity and draw in the energy of harmony and meditative stability for yourself and your loved ones. From your inner center, may you radiate your goodwill to the entire United States. And may the United States fulfill its potential in 2018 to be a leader in peace for our world. And so that is my message to you, too. And I will just end with a very short Buddhist prayer. I'll do it in English. May all sentient beings have happiness and the root of happiness. May all sentient beings be free of suffering and the root of suffering. May all sentient beings enjoy the highest joy, which is free of suffering. And may all sentient beings rest in equanimity without attachment to those near and aversion for those distant. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm.
0: Carol Holman and Ryan Poquet made such beautiful music at the January seventeenth, two 2018 Interfaith Prayer Service for Peace and Unity that I really hate to cut it off. But I wanted to remind you that this is Spirit in Action and you can listen to and download all of our programs from the past 12 and a half years at northernspiritradio.org. Find links and further info about our guests and tidbits like that the next local interfaith prayer service for peace and unity will be on Wednesday, May 23rd, 2018, at Lake Street Methodist here in Eau Claire. We're putting together a website right now so you'll have an easy place to check out such things and see videos of the gathering. And that link will be on Nordenspiritradio.org along with a place to comment. Please do share your comments with our site and make our communication two-way and consider clicking donate when you visit so we can keep creating spirit and action into the future. But first, make sure that your local community radio station has all that they need because they are an invaluable resource with news and music you just won't get from the mainline and commercial stations. Help make sure community radio prospers because we need it now more than ever. Back now to the last few presenters at this beautiful gathering of diverse religions, praying together in peace and unity, back on January 17th in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and figure out if your community can do something similar, a great way to empower world peace, starting locally. We'll come back in on the tail end of Carol and Ryan's music.
4: Katie and the four of us up here tonight are representing the Baha'i Faith. We each have chosen a prayer that we would like to share with you tonight, and we are delighted to be here. So I will start. May you become as the waves of one sea, stars of the same heaven, fruits adorning the same tree, roses of one garden, in order that through you... The oneness of humanity may establish its temple in the world of mankind. For you are the ones who are called to uplift the cause of unity among the nations of the earth. Abdul Baha.
9: Hi, my name is Alicia, and I would like to share a prayer for humanity. O thou kind Lord, thou hast created all humanity from the same stock. Thou hast decreed that all shall belong to the same household. In thy holy presence they are all thy servants, and all mankind are sheltered beneath thy tabernacle. All have gathered together at thy table of bounty. All are illuminated through the light of thy providence. O God, thou art kind to all. Thou hast provided for us all, dost shelter all, confers life upon all. Thou hast endowed each and all with talents and facilities, and all are submerged in thy ocean of thy mercy. O thou kind Lord, unite all. Let the religions agree and make the nations one, so that they may see each other as one family and the whole earth as one home. May they all live together in perfect harmony. O God, raise aloft the banner of the oneness of mankind. O God, establish the most great peace. Cement thou, O God, the hearts together. O thou kind Father God, gladden our hearts through the fragrance of thy love. Brighten our eyes through the light of thy guidance. Delight our ears with the melody of thy word, and shelter us all in the stronghold of thy providence. Thou art the mighty and the powerful. Thou art the forgiving, and thou art the one who overlooketh the shortcomings of all mankind. Hi, my name is Brianna. I'll do a prayer for humanity. O oh my God, O oh my God, unite the hearts of thy servants and reveal to them thy great purpose. May they follow thy commandments and abide in thy law. Help them, O oh God, in their endeavor and grant them strength to serve thee. O oh God, leave them not to themselves, but guide their steps by the light of thy knowledge and cheer their hearts by thy love. Verily, thou art their helper and their Lord. Baha'u'llah.
10: And my name is Brian, and I have one last poem for humanity. O thou kind Lord, O thou who art generous and merciful, we are the servants of thy threshold and are gathered beneath the sheltering shadow of thy divine unity. The sun of thy mercy is shining upon all, and the clouds of thy bounty shower upon all. Thy gifts encompass all, thy loving providence sustains all, Thy protection overshadows all, and the glances of thy favor are cast upon all. O Lord, grant thine infinite bestowals, and let the light of thy guidance shine. Illumine the eyes, gladden the hearts with abiding joy. Confer a new spirit upon all people, and bestow upon them eternal life. Unlock the gates of true understanding, and let the light of faith shine resplendent. Gather all people beneath the shadow of thy bounty, and cause them to unite in harmony, so that they may become as the rays of one sun, as the waves of one ocean, as the fruit of one tree. May they drink from the same fountain, may they be refreshed by the same breeze, may they receive illumination from the same source of light. Thou art the giver, the merciful, the omnipotent. Abdu'l-Bahá.
11: So one of the big saints in the Catholic tradition is St. Ignatius Loyola, and he had a lot of spiritual practices that he introduced when he founded his religious order, and he told his uh, young priest, he wanted him to pray often, but he said, if you only pray once a day, I want you always to pray this prayer. And it's It's not a prayer that I would say words of, it's a It's a form of meditation. So I just want to explain it quickly and then I practice it tonight. It's called the the examine. Um, And it's a day of reviewing the prayer, reviewing your day, and asking God to reveal where was grace, where was sacredness, where was something to savor that you'd want to lean into as you develop your walk as a a spiritual person, and where was sin. Where did I lean away from grace? One of his slogans was to find God in all things. So with that, with the help of my Tibetan aide, I'll uh, maybe lead us through this. We ask for your light, O God, as we take a moment to review our day We try to ground ourselves in gratitude for all things. For the gift of life. For your companionship. Even for our challenges and what is hard. May gratitude ground our prayer. And we review the day. Let's... Start at the present moment and go backward. So, we're in this lovely church here, Presbyterian community gathers. We've heard lovely prayers and reflections in different tongues, and beautiful music of piano and violin. Getting here you might reflect if you were rushed to get here if you were looking forward to coming here if you were able to eat before you came here what was the hour like before 6.30 and winding the clock back thinking of the middle of the afternoon and What was it that occupied your thoughts and your energy, your life energy? Were there worries? Were there joys? Were there things that needed to be done? And that range between, say, 2 o'clock and 5 o'clock. If you can isolate a scene, take a picture in your mind... Are there any people that you were with that you remember? And then backing up to the, the middle of the day, the lunch hour, maybe somewhere between 11 and 2, were you able to eat lunch? Did you eat alone? Can you picture a face... The person with whom you interacted, any particularly pleasant interactions you had or difficult interactions. Again, kind of paint a scene of that time of today. Back it up to the morning hours from rising till around 11. Just if you had a typical day where you get to sleep at night, or if you didn't, what were you doing in those hours? Was it shaping up to be a typical day or something atypical? Were there things today you looked forward to? Were there things today you feared? Paint a picture of the morning hours. Include any tastes of breakfast or scents of the morning. And having recollected our day, ask for it to be revealed to you. If there's anything particularly sacred to savor. Maybe you noticed it as it was happening, maybe you did not. Ask for revelation that we might notice the sacred and, and through our recollection might notice it more and more as we move into future days. Leave a few moments of silence to recollect the graces. And then, if you're willing to ask that it be revealed to you where you resisted the grace, where there was darkness, spiritual darkness, sin, not in any way to shame you or make you feel overly guilty, but as a, really as a blessing to notice that it might be avoided in future days. It's all about awareness in the midst of mercy. So reveal to us any of the darkness of the day. And without feeling shame, we can very appropriately feel sorrow for that. And as a final step, given what we've reflected on so far, um, ask for it to be revealed to you what, what action you might resolve to make for tomorrow.
0: Good evening, I'm Mark Helpsmeet of the Quaker Meeting here in Eau Claire, officially the Religious Society of Friends. Our worship is an hour of silence out of which people may speak if they feel led, and so in good Quaker tradition I tried to not prepare anything for tonight, and I've done a good job. I did think about things, but I wasn't aware of what I was going to say fully until Katie, who was with the Baha'is, uh, one of the passages that she shared talked about the stars and the heavens up above, and that fit with what I. one of the things I had considered. Back in 1979, I was a Peace Corps volunteer in West Africa, in Togo, and I was walking home at night in in Togo, in my village, Tabligbo. There are no streetlights when I was there, so the stars are particularly vivid. And I was walking to my place underneath a bright starry sky, and I had a simultaneous in-body, out-of-body experience. You should know about me that I've never done drugs, and this is one that one might think was a drug experience. And just two days ago on Facebook, someone posted a video that did what happened to me in a few seconds. I saw myself from above on that soccer field, and then it telescoped back so that the soccer field was just a speck in the village of Tabligbo, and then back where I saw Tabligbo as a speck in the country of Togo, back to see that as a speck within West Africa, back to see that as a speck on the Earth, back to see the planet Earth as a speck in our solar system, our solar system as a speck in the Milky Way, back to our galaxy as a speck in the universe. This happened rapidly, with, and when it was clear that I was a speck and a speck and a speck and a speck and a speck, infinitesimal, I had a knowing with the universal mind, God, that I was known and seen, that I was cherished right where I was, what I was in spite of my infinitesimal, in spite of all the other specks which are equally known and cared for, that I mattered and that I should live my life. I don't think that message was just for me. I think it was for all of us. I like humor, and I also love paradox, by the way. I think some of the greatest lessons of our lives come to us through paradox. And I heard it expressed humorously and paradoxically, which means to say that both parts are true. So I want to say to you you are a unique and irreplaceable individual, just like everyone else on this planet. It's true. Now, if I had been a truly good Quaker instead of a terminal extrovert, maybe I would have gotten up here and just been quiet. That You might have felt uncomfortable if I did that, too. I benefited tremendously from my Catholic upbringing, but I was very aware that when it came to the point where I was supposed to, you know, okay, now let's offer our prayers in a moment of silence. The moment of silence was always a moment, and I never never quite get to the prayer quick enough. That discomfort with silence. If you practice enough meditation I think that that gets by. You get a kind of a runner's high of meditation that can come along. We did a worship exchange with one of the congregations in town and one of the women afterwards she shared her experience and she said she had come ready to engage in some meditation. That sounded like a good thing to her, but she thought maybe a half an hour would be plenty. An hour was like pushing it. And she told us afterwards that she came, and in about half an hour she started getting patient thinking. "Ah." And then she told us that at 45 minutes or so into it, she found the place where she never wanted to leave silence again where she went to a deep place that she never had the opportunity to be before. There's a part of us that will never be whole unless we are comfortable enough to sit and let God be present, to be present with God, with the universe. And I think it's so important not to be hung up on words. I usually refer to the light because that's the way I've experienced it. There are so many ways of praying, and as Tom Craig was sharing before, looking at our lives and what has happened in our lives is so important. In Quakers, we have a saying, let your life speak. Let your life speak. Our words can be petty and irrelevant and mean very little, but let your life speak. And I've heard it said also, preach the gospel always. When necessary, use words. It's good advice for all of us. So I want to ask you for just about two minutes of silence now. And in the silence, what I'm hoping you do is you let the light search you. There's so many things to be grateful for, and it's good to say those things. But I'm wondering if right now with me, you can open yourselves to let go and listen because however beautiful and magnificent words any of us crafts, it's an empty tinkling compared to what we can hear if we go deep enough into the silence. And in Quaker fashion, I will break that silent worship by coming down and shaking hands with someone. So please open your hearts, your ears within. I'd love to bask in and delve deep into the silence with you, even just a couple minutes of it. But I'm told that someone might think the radio session died if we left two minutes without sound. So I'll ask you to imagine that or do it on your own. There was a little bit more to the evening, as Bob Lesniewski addressed us at the end. But we've run out of time for this broadcast, so we'll just have to let our visit with Bob at the top of this hour suffice. As I mentioned earlier, there will be another such event here in Eau Claire on May 23rd, but I hope you'll find a leading to create something similar wherever you're listening to this from. And I'd love to hear about your experience. Post a comment at org and let me know. Very soon, we'll have up a website for this Interfaith Prayer Service for Peace and Unity, and you'll find that link on our site as well. In the meantime, keep doing your good for the world, and we'll see you next week for Spirit in Action. The theme music for this program is Turning of the World, performed by Sarah Thompson. This Spirit in Action program is an effort of Northern Spirit Radio.